Blog Talk Radio. Yakuza. Yakuza. Yakuza Kick Radio. 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 The Yakuza Kick Radio. This is the Bulldozer, Matt Tremont. And if there's one place to listen to on the internet every Thursday, 9 p.m., Yakuza Kick Radio. Tremont says so. Who wants some? God help us, Jesus! God and baby, Jesus! Help us. Ladies and gentlemen of fucking America, this is Danny Havoc, and you have been listening to, or possibly are intending to listen to, the Yakuza Kick fucking radio. Fucking, yeah, Yakuza Kick radio. Hell fucking yeah! My name is Justice Payne, and you are listening to Yakuza Kick radio. You're coming to come on Thursday night in This is a brotherhood, and we all stick together. Like my nuts. I ain't scared of you, motherfucker. Yakuza Kick Radio, the best in internet wrestling radio, period, bar none, just like Adam Cole. Everybody's a cunt but me in the world. I don't know what it is. But you go to the back, and you tell your boss that there's a new Yakuza in town. And it's Yakuza Kick Radio, and we're taking over. Yakuza Kick Radio has risen from the ashes of bad internet radio and become the premier place for any independent professional wrestler to stop and record their voice. Well, this is Mr. Insanity Toby Klein, and if you're not listening to Yakuza Kick Radio, then you're weird. Oh, I don't like the cut of your jib, fella. This is Greg Excellent, bearded dragon of the Northeast. You're listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. If you're not, you're probably watching porn. You have this muted. You should be listening to it, Jason Man. Where are Biggie and Tupac? Yakuza Kick Radio. Give a nigga rope on that cowboy, guys. All you have to do is listen to Yakuza Kick Radio, but you couldn't. Now look at that guy, you homie. Fuck that. Black me. Bullshit, man. Motherfucker. Fuck you. Fuck you and fuck you. Who's next? And now, ladies and gentlemen, for the introduction. Hosted by J. Cat Morris. You are now listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. Welcome to Yakuza Kick Radio. I'm your host, Jay Guy Morris. Uh, fuck, man. I don't know. I got a bunch of shit to get into. A little bit here and there. I will tell you that the since the last time I did a show, I have watched one wrestling match. And I'm very happy to say that I've watched one wrestling match. Um, and I very much enjoyed that one wrestling match. So I'll get into that in a little bit. Um I got the fucking Raiders in the game right now, so I'm watching this. They just hit fucking Rivers, man, and, I mean, hit his fucking arm throwing the ball. I mean, it looked like a fucking clean hit to me. I don't know if they called some shit on it or what, but uh, I think they're they're now challenging on whether the arm was coming forward for the ball. You know, I, I don't know, like, what type of... It, um, enjoyment you guys get out of me talking about football but if you guys haven't noticed the trend that's that's gonna it's gonna be a little bit more prominent on uh this this year's uh yakuza kick radio 
because I don't give a fuck about wrestling. Um, but I'll, I'll talk about a bunch of wrestling-related topics for everybody. The things that have grabbed my attention and things of that nature. Um, so what the fuck? Um, shit. Um, the ACH shirt. Let's just go into the ACH thing, right? So it's uh, Jordan Miles, I believe is his name, right? And um, so the dude put out on the internet that uh, a shirt was, I guess, being presented to him because it wasn't actually physically released yet. So basically, in the grand scheme of things, he actually gave the shirt exposure itself, you know, so if his thoughts were that the WWE was trying to put out a racist uh, statement or um, image, he's actually the guy who put it out. So, uh, you know, um, there, you know, there's that side of things. Now, um, just in case anyone's been completely more out of touch than I am, as far as wrestling goes, because I don't even watch it. You know, I've clearly seen this and it was like all the biggest news on Facebook and Twitter and all that shit uh, for a while now, a couple of weeks, I guess. I only do so many of these shows, so I got to, you know, catch up where I missed. But um, the shirt is pretty much what looks like teeth. His name, Jordan Miles, but it would be like teeth. And there's like, I guess, a red outline, which would be, I guess, the lips. And then now we're going to, to me, it's a stretch to say that the rest of the black shirt is supposed to be his face. I think that's crazy. It just happens to be a black shirt. Um, so he turned this into a whole thing. This is supposed to be like a Sambo thing they're going for. I, I think, you know, ACH has a big giant fucking toothy smile. So I think if anything, they were going for that and see, the, this is the thing guys. Like when it comes down to this the racism, if you get so far away from racism that it doesn't cross your mind that that would be considered racist, I think that's the ultimate sign that we're getting past actual actual racism because if if there's a bunch of people that goes yeah yeah I don't know it looks good and this and that and you know nothing looked good about the shirt it was a dumbass shirt uh the design looked stupid as shit but I mean if we're talking about like a bunch of people were like yeah yeah that's fine yeah that's fine yeah that's fine and no one's like oh I'm thinking Sambo right there with that shit like you know, I mean, if no one was on that type of shit, maybe it's for the best that nobody was on that type of shit. People are getting, like, fucking furious because how did nobody see that? Well, I mean, your mind kind of has to be in that place in some way, shape, or form in order to see that. So, I mean, if, if as a staff, they're so disconnected from that level of mentality, from that thought process... I don't know that it's a bad thing. I, I don't know that it's necessarily a bad thing. There's people who just want to fucking stay angry their whole life. And, you know, people are just going to, uh, you know, be born in, in 2019. And it, and as soon as they're old enough to start talking about it, they're going to start talking about slavery like it's some shit they've been through. And I'm sorry, you know, this is some terrible, terrible travesties that, this country has been through and, and people in our country has been through. 
and outside of our country, because you can go, you know, down the the line of the, the Holocaust and the terrible things that happened within that. But to me, if it didn't happen in your lifetime, I don't see the benefit of dwelling on it for your lifetime. We only got so long on this motherfucker, man. So, so to show up predetermined, angry, and uh, downtrodden and upset before anything actually legitimately happens to you you personally not your ancestors not your great-grandfather not your grandfather not any shit you personally if we have gotten so far past this racism that you know there are organizations who are just going to say something and go oh i didn't even think about it that way oh shit you know oh, i'm sorry you know i now that I think about it, now that you bring that to the surface, well, I, you know, I could see where that would somehow be that. But the, the, the hope and dream is that one day all of us are just going to look at every fucking situation and go, mm, yeah, I don't, I don't see any hate there. There's the, I don't hate this fucking guy for any, uh, you know, predetermined reason, you know, race, color, creed, sexual orientation, any of that kind of shit. Like that, that none of it would even cross my mind to say like, yeah, that. That's that's clearly the reason I hate him. I hate so many motherfucking people, but I have legitimate reasons to hate them. I mean, this is, sometimes it's very minor. It's just, they just look like a jerk off, and I just don't like them for that. But it's not a, it's not because of their, uh, you know, race, color, creed, religion, whatever the case, sexual orientation. Um, so I don't know. I I, I think the outrage was a little fucking crazy, to me. Um, and then on the other side of things is he he followed that up by going, yeah, and another thing, ROH is racist, and Jay Lethal's an Uncle Tom, and they've never pushed a black guy in a, whoa, okay, so now you're not even mad at the WWE, you're just on that shit right now. You, you're just on that shit right now, you're on that, you're on that David Starr right now, you know? And he's another jerk off, because they did the, um... The fucking, uh, and that, that's pretty much all I have to say about the ACH thing. I mean, this dude is tremendously talented, but, like, if he's going to be on that, like, oh, give me a reason to call you racist, he can get the fuck out of there. Because, like, they don't need him there. They don't need anybody there, really. They've done a tremendous amount as far as um, employing people of all different races and, and, and things of that nature. Not to say that Vince doesn't have any kind of racism or, or, um, you know, stereotypical because they've done so many gimmicks that have been, you know, stereotypes based off of stereotypes. But honestly, that's that's kind of been wrestling over over time. You know, you had the, the Iron Sheik and you had Nikolai Volkov and you had, you know, all of these guys that played a role. And this was the like their role as far as things. And that's kind of like what set everybody apart, not just generic fucking guy in trunks. Is it you had fucking you know, Hacksaw Jim Duggan waving the fucking flag. You had Sergeant Slaughter. He's a fucking military guy, you know. You had so many different characters that were just, this is what they are, and this is where they're from, and, you know. So, but everything's become offensive now. So now everything that's that's done has to have some kind of higher meaning or higher agenda to it. But it's like, that's, that's what takes so much away from entertainment. Um... And, you know, and I just think people are looking to be mad. I think people are honestly looking to be offended more so than they're looking to not be offended. You know, and I just have no tolerance for that shit. Like, I just don't like motherfuckers like that, that are just going out of their way to be mad at shit. 
you know that should just that should yeah. again like i i am very very critical i criticize the shit out of so many different things but in the same token there's a rhyme and a reason behind my thing not just because i woke up mad and i'm like yeah well that's because they're holding me down and, and doing this and, and they didn't really do that to you though you're a guy ach is a guy who's working in the biggest fucking wrestling company in the world. And so that's something that wouldn't have happened fucking 10 years ago. Not because of, you know, race or anything like that, but indie guys didn't get that fucking shot years ago. So now a guy of his talent level, which is high, I mean, this dude is very talented. But, you know, he he's now put in a position where he could shine. He could actually go to a fucking place where, you know, he, he's holding a fucking title. You know, he he could have that that uh, whatever two one five or whatever the fuck belt, or you know he he could be on NXT fucking ripping shit up. They're on fucking national television now. This is a guy who's got a spotlight that he could fucking go. He could wow motherfuckers who never even heard of him before. He's been in the game a long time, and suddenly he's got that fucking spotlight. And if you want to start turning on the corporation that hired you, ah oh man, that's not a good look. That's just not a good look. Um, so David Starr said some old stupid shit about the, uh, Saudi Arabia shit that was like, oh, uh, I guess we should all be thanking the WWE for liberating all women in Saudi Arabia. It's like, bitch, that's not their fucking job. Yeah, I mean, and realistically, they're taking dirty fucking money over there with that shit to begin with. But like, don't, why, why is he such a dickhead? I don't know. Like everything he fucking types is just like uppity fucking like over the top entitled fucking millennial dickhead fucking banter that that that's david Starr's fucking twitter it should just say like i'm a millennial dickhead listen to me fucking whine that's what it should say like right on the title of his fucking twitter it just i can't stand this fucking guy that other uh crown jewel shit that happened that like <laughs> fucking y'all see he's fucking with the wrong people over there vince because vince got money but they'll kill your motherfucking ass you know like, they owed him money, so he cut the feed and hopped on a private jet and got the fuck out of there. They detained the whole fucking locker room or some shit. Yo, that's that's not a good look, man. <laughs> they'll fucking, they'll chop on these bitches up, man. Um, so I guess stay tuned, <laughs> you know. Uh, some fucking reality TV about to go on out there. And, and I guess they've, like, they did that old shit. They had that big problem and then supposedly like expanded their relationship since then. <laughs> like, fuck, I, I don't know. I, you know, it's not my deal. That's, that's some wild shit though. Um, speaking of dickheads, Leo Rush. Um, so Leo Rush put out a video that's, uh, kind of advertising his cameo, which is uh, a service where you can pay motherfuckers to, um, to talk to you for fucking 30 seconds or whatever to drop a message i don't know if they legitimately talk to you on the phone or if they just like leave a recorded message that they they make specifically for you a personalized message so it's something like that and they do that with a lot of celebrities and shit like this um recently i've heard lots of it on a howard stern show with the whack packers are making fucking crazy money like high pitch eric the big fucking slob that he is made seventy thousand fucking dollars off a cameo, which like I wanna I wanna know who every one of the motherfuckers who have paid this fucking slob to talk to them. I, I need to know who the fuck they are. He's not the problem. The problem is the motherfuckers paying this piece of shit to fucking talk to because this this guy 
like, what value do you have in fucking high pitch talking to you? On I, I have no idea. I'm baffled by so much of uh, society. But um, so the fucking Raiders are up three nothing. They got a pick before right after that play where uh, they're questioning the arm coming forward and shit. They got a pick. They got a field goal. So. So good. I got money line on the fucking Raiders, so I just got them winning. It was like a, a point and a half. Chargers favored by a point and a half, I believe. So when they're underdogs by a point and a half, you might as well just go money line. It'll bump up your payout a little bit. Uh, I made that mistake, though, this year one time, and they actually won by a point. And I was like, yo, so... Like, where I would have fucking covered if I picked the underdog by a point and a half because I half point, but because I picked money line, the other team still got the fucking, it's crazy. But anyway, um, so cameo is the thing where motherfuckers pay you to talk to them, whatever. Right. So fucking Leo goes on there and he starts making this fucking pitch and he's saying it as if he's like there for people who don't have anybody. He's like, this dude is saying this shit. And if I had like more, uh, production uh, Raiders just got another fucking pick yo that's what I'm talking about and it might have been a fucking face mask on top of it that's that shit that's that shit right there so anyway um <laughs> it's like the fucking uh, it's not good if I'm watching football while I'm uh doing this but uh, maybe it's entertaining to somebody I don't know who but somebody um so he's doing this pitch like yeah, like, I know there's times where you feel like there's nobody here for you, and, you know, I've been there before, and I've risen to this this uh, this point in my career because I never gave up, and you shouldn't give up either, you know, and now I'm going to be able to talk to you like I've always dreamed of and, and help other people, and it's like, yo, they got to fucking pay you to fucking have you call them. Don't act like you're doing a public service, motherfucker. Are you out of your goddamn mind? This dude's fucking, he's, he's been fucking stupid since he came out. Since he came out in the, into the fucking wrestling scene, he, he's been fucking dumb as shit. So this dude, when I first uh, saw him, like fucking soon after I saw him at the CZW scene, I'm like, yo, this dude is fucking talented. He's like 19 years old and doing like amazing shit in the ring. He is so athletically talented. He, he's really, really good. Um, you know. So I, I saw him and I was like, yo, dude, I'd like to have this guy on the show talk to him a little bit and shit, you know? And so when I first talked to him, and it's been a running joke for a while, so he, and I, I was trying to set it up and he was like, yeah. Um, I was like, well, I do it at nine. And he's like, well, nine's a little late. I kind of have a kid. And I was like, kind of have a kid. What kind of shit is this? I I kind of have three kids. Like, I actually fully, actually, definitely have three kids. It's not even kind of like I definitely have three kids, and I'm still asking you to do shit at nine o'clock. Like, and he's like, yeah, I don't, you know. And I'm like, ah, right, you know, never mind, because I'm just like, what the fuck, man? If that's the type of shit you're on, so uh, I just moved on, like. You know, he's talented, whatever, but I don't, I don't sweat any of this shit, you know, it's like, I, I like to have people on, talk to them and shit like that, but in the same token, if it's going to be like pulling teeth, like, mm, I ain't on it like that, you know, so I just left it alone, a little time went on, he, he got even more momentum, continued to just 
bust his ass in the fucking ring, do a bunch of things, get noticed, all of this. At some point, he put out, um, like, an advertisement, like, uh, you know, if you are interested in bookings, podcasts, this, that, shoot this email. So I said, well, fuck, let me see if I can make this fucking habit again. Now that he's actually specifically saying, like, podcasts, da 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 So I shot him a fucking email at the email. This motherfucker hits me back. And, you know, goddamn well, he's typing it, but he's typing it like, you know, like it's his agent or some kind of shit. And he's like, oh, thank you for your interest in, uh, you know, Mr. Rush and da, da, da. And it said he would like $100 for an interview no longer than 45 minutes long. And I'm just like, yo, this, this motherfucker has been wrestling like a year. I mean, I, I've, I don't, you know, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back or anything like that, but, you know, I, I've fucking interviewed so many fucking people, like, people that were in 10 fucking years, I, I mean, one of my first interviews early on was fucking Homicide, Homicide's an absolute veteran, this, this fucking Leo Rush, this, this guy just showed up, and although, you know, I will never deny the talent that this dude has, I even like that fucking track he put out. That, um, the fuck was it called? Uh, I don't know. I got it on my fucking iTunes. Um, the fuck's it called? I, I don't even remember the name of the song. But anyway, um, that, that shit was good too. I don't like when he tries to rap. That shit is not good. But, um, this dude, he's been on some bullshit trying to get people to pay him to talk for a long fucking time. I ain't paying no fucking buddy. For that type of shit, there's there's nobody I'm I'm paying to get on this fucking podcast. That that's not the way I'm I'm rolling. I'm paying fucking thirty dollars a month to make this shit happen to begin with, you know. And month in month out, when I'm doing like fucking two shows in a month, I'm going like, should I still be fucking doing this, paying for this shit? But you know, is what it is. And they fucking Philip Rivers up tonight, man. They had a pick six before when I said they picked it off again. But they're hitting this motherfucker in the legs and shit. They're they're fucking this dude up. So far, my bet's looking all right. It's ten nothing. Um. So yeah, I, I just think he's a jerk off, you know. And for him to kind of like portray a situation like he's trying to help people out via this fucking cameo shit, like you're trying to help people out, you'd be like, yo, I set aside, uh, you know, uh, one hour a week in my personal time. And although I know it'd be really difficult to reach everybody, you know, you know, send me an email telling me why that, you know, it it would benefit you or help you in your life for me to talk to you, you know, give you um, 15 minutes of my time. And then I'll make four calls one time, you know, once a week, you know, because I'd like to help people. Like, if that's your pitch, I'd be like, yo, he's, this dude's really trying to help people. I, even if it's one hour once a week, you know, he's got a busy schedule and this and that. He's traveling it. But, you know, if he says, that, you know, I'll clear out that fucking time. And while he's sitting in the car traveling, he puts out that time to try to fucking reach out to somebody that it would mean something to. Because, you know, they've seen him on TV or they, you know, it would mean something to him. Then, then I'd be like, yo, this dude's genuine. He's he's actually trying to do something for people. He's trying to get back, this and that. This dude is getting paid, and he's talking this type of shit. He's just a jerk-off. This, this is why, you know, 
Motherfuckers like this just don't get a respect from me. So, um, all right. Uh, it's kind of early. Let me just, uh, I'm going to take this break. And the only reason I'm going to take this break this early, too, is because I'm anxious to debut this shit. This is, I'm going to use this for, like, um, like breaks and, um, you know, people need a commercial for me, that type of shit. If they want to play it on their show, by all means, you know, we can hook that up. Um, but big, big shout out to Bobby Anthem of, uh, the inhuman experience, uh, with Bobby Blaze, Bobby Blades and Bobby Anthem. He threw this shit down, man. Check this shit out. Yo, let me get that back right there. Yeah, yeah, let me get the waves on board too. Yeah, and the got this way. Uh-huh. I want the skewers, I want the fucking birds fight. Hell yeah, I want the fucking light tubes. Give me that silver black too and wrap all that shit in broad wire. You know what the fuck this is? This is your King Radio, you don't know what the fuck is about to go down. J-Cat is the king of the jungle and Yakuza kick is the motherfucking show clown. You don't want to throw down. We spitting the wicked shit that don't get you offended by you bitch about a pronoun. He or she, her or him. All you herbs can burn when the words begin. Fuck that. I do with drum tracks just like you can I do with light tunes and thumbtacks. One handed it'll bust your lip up. Slap the mat for flat back bumps with no tip up. You don't want to get up. You couldn't if you tried to. You thought there wouldn't be a homicide. You've been lied to. Yakuza Kick or break your chin, you won't know where my foot is in your face begins. Stay down, homie, take the pin. You ain't got what it takes to win. Come here, boy. Come here, motherfucker. You know who the fuck I am? Bitch, I'm motherfucking angry. Hell yeah, that's J-Cat. I'm Bobby. This is Yakuza Kick. Radio. The fuck you want? You know what the fuck this is? Where the fuck you run to? Come here, motherfucker. Come here. You go. What's fucking with that, man? Yo, that's that's my guy right there. Uh, big shout out to dude. Um, so, yo, um, I've been meaning to mention this show. It's called Rhythm and Flow. It's on fucking um, Netflix. And it's like kind of like a singing competition, but it's rap. And it's got like uh, Cardi B and uh, a bunch of guest hosts. I'm I'm trying to figure out who exactly the, the main uh, judges are, but it seems like they switch them in and out. I know Cardi B is a steady. I want to say that um, I think T.I. is a steady too. But they've had like multiple different judges on there and shit from Snoop to to Offset to um, Big Boy to to like many, many, many fucking artists on there. And it's dope as fuck, man. Like when you watch this, you go like, yo, like rap doesn't need to be dead. There is so much fucking talent out there. It's insane. Because they're touring the country, and they're just, like, pulling up in the barbershop and shit and grabbing three people who, you know, who showed up there to meet them that, that, that could rap. And fucking two out of the three of those motherfuckers could have albums, you know? And then they're bringing them back and doing, like, you know, showdown type shit where everybody gets to rap. And then, you know, they tell a couple people, like, yo, you know, pretty good, but not, not exactly what I wanted to hear type shit. Like, fuck out of here. But... 
like the town on this shit is crazy. It, it's really, really good. I highly recommend this. I'm only a couple episodes in because I don't have like binge watch time or any of that type of shit in my life. But um, and I, I honestly I keep forgetting about it. So like I'll like once a week I'll be like, oh yeah. Right now, I'm kind of hyped on it, so I have a feeling I'm going to blow through a couple episodes before the next show I do on here. But, um, yeah, it is really fucking good. At some point, like, down the road, I saw on on the episode list, they have, like, a rap battle. So, I think, like, they get to a certain point of narrowing people down, and then they start having battling and shit. Like, I hope that they do, like, multiple seasons of this fucking shit here, because it's dope. Um, really, really like it. Um... Man, Raiders bust their ass. They fucking, uh, they just sacked Rivers. Fucking fourth down, had to punt the ball. And, you know, now the Raiders got their shit. I'm liking this. Um, so yeah, I recommend that show. Check it out. Um, Kanye's new shit is trash. Um, fuck this dude, man. He's on some, like, yo, I want to do gospel and da 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 Yo, I'm saying, like, Dude did Jesus walks a long fucking time ago, and that shit was fire. He could talk about God. He could talk about whatever the fuck he wants to talk. Make dope music. I don't give a fuck what it's about. You know? But this is garbage. This is top to bottom fucking garbage. Every track on there is trash. Absolute trash. I can't rock with none of it. None of it, man. And I fuck with a lot of Kanye. Like, um... I like the, the the Kanye Essentials on the Apple Music. A lot of times I'll fuck with that. And, and now more and more because now they just stuff pretty much that whole fucking album into there. Because they'll keep updating and like slamming more tracks into there from new shit. And like you just fuck it up. Because there's a lot of dope Kanye shit. But the newer it is, <laughs> the less dope it is for the most part. Because even that last album, whatever the fuck that was, Yeezus or whatever. And for a dude... Who's supposed to be so fucking, uh, holy. This dude has been calling himself Jesus, pretty much. That's, that's not supposed to go in, in, a organized religion where you're like, yeah, I'm God, I'm, I'm Jesus. I, I don't, I don't think he likes that type of shit when you do that. You know? I, I ain't, I ain't really talked to him and shit, but from what, from what I heard from people who rock with him, like, he doesn't like when you pretend like you, him, and shit. So, I... But anyway, shit is trash. I don't give a fuck. Um, so, I, I mean, I end up just making up my own little, like, playlist and shit anyway, you know. It's just, it's just like the quick, lazy version. If I'm at the gym, I just pull up, like, an essential shit of, you know, an artist. And that is, you know, fucking hit play on that shit. I occasionally skip through a song or something. And I can rock with it like that. And Kanye is one of my kind of go-tos at, you know... If I'm doing some gym shit or, or you know, because he's got a lot of different type of flows, like um, yeah, like the, like the old shit. He's got a lot. I don't know. They, you know what I'm saying? Like if you go through Kanye shit, uh, like through the wires, a whole different vibe than like fucking uh, Jesus walks or New Slaves or um, like some of those tracks are just bangers, though. You know. He, you go through, you can really hit, like, a lot of different avenues and different feels and vibes. Can't tell me nothing and, um, you know, power. And, I mean, there, there's so many tracks that you can rock to. But, um, yeah, this, this new shit I can't rock to it at all. He's just a dickhead, you know. And he's got he's got fucking Kim 
co-signing his shit out there. Like, oh yeah, that's that's hot. Like, the what the fuck do you know, bitch? The fuck out of here. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know if that's who he's getting his shit approved through, but it's a bad look. Um, yo, so um, <laughs> I listened to um like a half hour to fucking not even a half hour. It's probably seven minutes. Of uh, the No Legs Dude on Deathmatch Russell podcast, right? And I had to turn it off after. I was only listening to it for comedy to begin with. But, like, I had to turn it off after I heard that his biggest inspirations were HBK and Rob Van Dam. And my first thought was, those motherfuckers do a lot of kicking. Yo, those motherfuckers do a lot of leg-based offense right there. I, <laughs> look, I didn't, I didn't make this shit up. I, di- I didn't pull those fucking names out. You know, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know how to handle that. I, I can't like, I can't compose myself for long enough when I hear that the no legs guy was inspired by Rob Van Dam. You know what I mean? I have a hard time with that myself. Um, yeah. So, you know what else is stupid? Um, Brandon Kirk and Jimmy Lloyd is the cage of death main event. For starters, no one gives a fuck about Brandon Kirk or Jimmy Lloyd on a main event of fucking anything, let alone the biggest show of CZW's fucking year, the WrestleMania of CZW. The biggest fucking stage of them all of CZW, because let's not fucking pretend like CZW is anything on the grand stage of stages. <clears throat> you know, if it was one of those concerts that had like multiple stages, this would be like the local talent stage at this point. So, Jimmy Lloyd's running around on fucking shows, shitting on CZW and fuck CZW and fuck DJ and all this other shit and wearing shirts of CZW is pussy and then he wore it the fucking tournament of death and then they just give him the fucking main event of fucking cage of death that shows you how empty their fucking tank is and we'll watch it because uh me and Sozio do our yearly review of that so this will be the first actual full CCW show that I've watched in an entire year since last Cage of Death. That's a bad fucking sign, guys, for a guy who used to watch every single show, who used to attend every single show. So you you guys got it all fucked up right now. Um, but uh, Chargers might have a hard time with this Raiders team today. That defense is really getting after them. But uh. It's crazy, and you know what's stupid too? Because they they booked a squared circle of fear match, which is like some kind of death match or some shit for Night of Infamy. Which man, do you remember Night of Infamy started with Wife Beater versus Zandig? This one, this one right here is Jimmy Lloyd versus Brandon Kirk's wife. So instead of, obviously they're building to the shit at Cage of Death. Anyone can see that from a mile away. But you don't announce the Cage of Death match. First off, ain't nobody buying fucking tickets for that. You ain't selling no pre-sale on shit. 
Nobody who wasn't already going to go is going to see that shit on paper and go, oh, I got to get my fucking tickets. No one gives a fuck about that match. Let me tell you right now, the, here's the people who want to see Brandon Kirk versus Jimmy Lloyd in Cage of Death. DJ Hyde, Brandon Kirk, and Jimmy Lloyd. Those are the three fucking people that want to see that shit. You'll have slightly more in the crowd that night, but those are the three people that actually want to see that shit. It's going to be crazy because motherfuckers going to be taking a piss break during the fucking main event. Um, so, and Brandon Kirk just recently just dyed his hair to be like Jimmy Lloyd. Like, bleached his hair to look like him and shit not that long ago. So, it was already getting weird, and they just made it weirder by putting him in the same fucking match. So, you go like, oh, shit. Isn't that some shit? You guys are working out just as hard as each other. You got the same silly little fucking hair thing going on. Oh, great. No one gives a fuck about either one of you. Sweet. Fucking let's go. Um, now, you know, to be fair, Jimmy Lloyd is, has earned his respect through the Deathmatch community because he's a crazy fucking kid. He does a lot of nutty shit out there. Like, way crazier shit than he should be doing. You know? he just he's He's gone fucking all out and done just absolutely insane stuff. So he's he's earned his respect through a lot of that shit there. Like no question about it. But main event, that's that's not his spot. It's not his role is to be the main event. The dude has no personality. He he looks he he looks like colors impress him. You know? He looks real easy to amuse. You know? But um so, I, everybody could see this main event coming a mile away, but instead of saying, all right, I don't even know how this built into him fighting his wife, because I feel like that's, like, who, who's that for? So, he's fighting the wife, and then you would think after the match, something happens, like, yeah, well, fucking now, I'll see you in the fucking cage of death. They're just like, yeah, you're going to fight the chick, and then you're going to fight him in case of death. Like, there's no, if you do this, you get that. There's just, yeah, you're, you're going to fight his wife, and then you're going to fight him. Fantastic. Fucking fantastic. That is just phenomenal booking, guys. You're going to be at the biggest fucking show of the year, main event, in the cage, but first got to fight a woman. That'll show them. The fuck is wrong with these motherfuckers? I have no idea. So here's another weird fucking thing about DJ, right? So uh, Blake, uh, he, he, you know, the photographer Blake, um, he uh, was doing a lot for WSU. Um, he's done a lot of these shoots with the girls and stuff like that. And I don't fully know, like, his whole role with WSU or whatever, but I guess he was helping out a lot. He's got a show, um, I think it's two dope dudes and a mic or some shit like this. So, I had saw something on Twitter. I, I never listened to his show before or anything like that. I don't have any problem with Blake at all. Like, not at all. I actually hit him up when um, Hamhead was just, like, randomly trying to bury this dude. And I wasn't fucking with Hamhead to begin with. And then he just came out of nowhere and was like, yeah, like, fuck Blake. He's taking all my shit away. And, like, none of the girls want to let me take pictures of him. But they're letting Blake. And I'm just like, this, this, why is this dude coming at somebody he doesn't even know to bury somebody else? Like... Who the fuck does he, you know, 
So I had told, you know, Blake about that shit when that shit happened because it was legit. Like, I had fucking messages from this fucking guy. Like, for no reason, I was never friends with Hamhead at all. And he just started fucking unloading burying motherfuckers because he was impressed by my DJ Hyde interview, which is, you know, its own fucking land of amazement. Because, uh, you know, later on, you know, Hamhead will bury me. Oh, he does a horrible show. He can't do a good podcast. It's weird when, you know, people blow you one minute and then the next minute tell you, like, they never liked your shit. (laughs) It's like, it's weird because I never, I wasn't doing a lot of complimenting on on you before, during, or after. That's a separate thing. Anyway, so Blake uh, does this show and they had hit on some shit and they were going over something and he, he just started going into, he said, well... When I worked for a company, started being vague about it, and then he, he came all out with it. And the, the, the punchline of the whole thing was him saying that DJ said to Blake and other dudes that he wouldn't book any woman in WSU that he wouldn't fuck. So there's a couple sides to this. Well, obviously, DJ's a creep. Obviously. I mean, there, there's countless fucking... Uh, proof of that there's so much proof of dj being an absolute creep okay but let's let's also be real about this um you're selling to creeps Uh, when it comes to full-on women's wrestling shows top to bottom women's wrestling shows the most money that comes into women's wrestling from the fans are from fucking creeps they're the ones buying your used gear they're the ones buying your fucking socks buying your fucking patreons buying your fucking private fucking snapchats where you could just like wave to them and say their name once and they just fucking hit up your bank account like oh my god that's fucking great these are creeps these are fucking weirdos they're not like legitimate wrestling fans that are just you know um blown away by your wrestling ability as compared to you know the aj styles of the world they're not just so amazed by your ability you know all of these women's wrestlers that's not who's supporting this and there's fans of the actual wrestling the women's wrestling but when we're talking about actually getting people there on a monthly basis for shows these are the weird sock sniffing motherfuckers you know so when dj says some shit like that and he's trying to run a women's company i don't necessarily think that that's that's um like kind of a bad theory to go with because if you're selling an attraction, you'd want them to be attractive. Um, you know, if you're just going for the best wrestlers out there, to be honest with you, you're not going to book a whole fucking women's wrestling show. You're going to put dudes on there because they're better wrestlers. I mean, I know that that's very fucking painful for people to hear and be like, how dare you? Women could do anything as good as guys, except for not really. Except for not really at all. Pick the top 10 women's wrestlers in the fucking world and put them up against the top 10 men's wrestlers in the world and tell me they're just as good. And then I'll tell you how you're a fucking liar. I mean, it's, you know, there's phenomenal women's wrestlers. Phenomenal women's wrestlers. I'm not saying none of them are any good. But you're not going to tell me that it's all it's all the same and it's all based on wrestling ability on why they're making money and why that people are showing up month in and month out and buying their fucking socks. That's that's not that's not based off of wrestling ability. So the creep that's running the creep show 
in my opinion, kind of has to have that mentality. I mean, why you were getting that business to begin with is fucking beyond me. And DJ's a hundred percent fucking creep, and I almost think you gotta be a fucking creep to run those fucking those type of fucking shows. Yeah, maybe not. Yeah, you know, maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong. But it seems like this seems to be a current fucking theme on a lot of that shit. You know. Um. But yeah, DJ's a scumbag. I mean, when it comes to like the type of shit that like the reports and and things that he's saying, it you know he he books these women and then he goes and and spreads rumors. Uh, you know, um, allegedly he was saying that, uh, oh, telling people, oh, he snuggled with fucking, uh, Penelope and shit. And, uh, you know, that was half the reason why Joey left, uh, CCW and, and the shit that was going on with that. There's a lot of just creep shit, man. You can see in his fucking face, there's the pictures, like when she's walking out and he's holding his phone up and like drooling on his shoe and shit. Like, it's just weird shit. He books himself in matches against all these fucking girls on a WSU shit. He immediately, oh, yeah, I'm mentoring them. Get the, you're a fucking weirdo. Just, we're all weirdo. And, and it's, you can see it from a fucking mile away. But you know what's weird, though? It's like when Blake does this and he goes out and he's, he, he puts DJ on blast. Well, but the, how long did you fucking work for him first? Like, you hung out and you worked under that environment and saying, saying, girls, yo, let's get the fuck out of here. This dude is on some old perv shit. You're just like, yo, just, I'll try to make things more respectful by me being here, even though the guy running the whole show is on some perv shit. Like, nah, like, you just get get the fuck out of there if, if that's the way it is. Not, like, eventually and then get all mad and, and riled up about it. Like, I mean, like, right off the bat, be like, oh, I'm not into this type of shit. Girls... If you want to stay, everybody seems to know the type of shit he's on. And if everybody's in compliance with that and just being like, yeah, I know he's a fucking weirdo and he's a creep, but we're just going to keep working here because we want to wrestle and this and that. But all right, so you're either going to take a stance on this shit and get the fuck out of there or you're kind of down with it, you know? So later on, I don't know like how honorable it is for you to just come out and put motherfuckers on blast when you were kind of, you know, sitting in the saddle with that shit for a minute. So I, I don't know. I, I just, you know, there's so much about that shit that, that's just fucking weird. As soon as I saw DJ Hyde bought fucking WSU, I was like, oh, that's fucking gross. Total fuck kind of shit is this? You know? And Blake's a f- phenomenal photographer. Um, You know, there's a reason why all the women trust him because he's not a fucking creep. And I understand him being offended by some shit like that. But again, like, once you're like in bed with these motherfuckers hanging out, you know, and you know, no pun intended on that or anything like that, but like you're you're kind of getting down with these motherfuckers for a good amount of time before you finally raise the red flags and be like, oh yeah, I'm out of here, fuck this bullshit. But like, not enough people are putting DJ on blast while the shit's happening. Motherfuckers aren't coming home and being like, yo, you just said some shit, fuck that. You're waiting until business falls apart, and then you're like, oh, on second hand, fuck that. Like, all right. I mean, there's legitimately, and I, I'm not just going to fucking out people or anything like that, but there's people who had a lot to say about DJ, and oh, you know, if it wasn't for the booking and this and that, I'd be putting them on blast and shit, and now they don't fucking work there anymore, and they're still not blasting them. So what's the deal? What's what's the reason then? You know, what What the fuck does he have over you guys if none of these girls are speaking the fuck up? He's been on some over-the-top creepy shit and motherfuckers DMs and this and that. 
why why is anyone else speaking out on your behalf like why yeah i mean it's just it's just weird behavior overall but um so chris dickinson had uh beat the shit out of um jordan olive oil i love this shit man um like I, I've been saying, Chris Dickinson is, is one of the very few things that I actually tune in for. He's got a match coming up with, um, I think it's coming up, with um, Killer Cross. And that's some shit that I'll tune in and watch. Um, because, I mean, they're, they're just going to beat shit out of each other. That's, that's the type of shit that I'm into as far as wrestling goes. Um, I guess Olive Oil um, cut some kind of promo and, and, you know, said all sorts of stupid shit. And Dickinson wasn't feeling that at all. Um, so he came out and he, he cut a little bit of a promo on him. He played it with his phone into the mic. And then he just beat, he just beat the shit out of this kid, man. Um, but, yeah, that that's kind of like what he's, – he's got real like a jerk-off attitude, you know. And I pointed that out months ago when he was on fucking uh, Instagram. And he was responding to everybody who fucking said anything negative towards him. And he was trying to play tough guy and telling fat people to get in the gym, even though he don't look like he, he knows what the fuck a gym is. Like, he's just on some some old bullshit, you know? And, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's only a matter of time before that type of shit happens with this guy. And the thing is, is now there's so little of those Chris Dickinsons out there. It takes a long time before you run into somebody who's going to check you because now it's considered bullying. It's considered off limits. You can't do that type of shit no more, you know? And that's that's the fucking, that's the issue. And that, that's half of why wrestling is just bullshit to me now. Because there's no legitimacy to it. Everybody's hit, kissing and hugging and, and fucking fingering each other's assholes. That that's what wrestling is now. You know. They, you know, even Dickinson has his off days where he plays with Effie, like it's you know, like he's by curious or whatever the fuck kind of shit. And it just tunes me the fuck out. He snaps right the fuck back in and beats Olive Oil's ass. You know what I mean? But shit, and he got that Killer Cross thing coming up. I, you know, that's the type of shit I just look forward to. Yeah, I just want to see ass-kicking fucking wrestling. And, um, they got another one coming up where, um, it's, it's, uh, Marcus Crane and, um, Schlack versus, uh, I guess Young, Dumb, and Broke, which is the, the Olive Oil Kid and another one of these jerk-off kids. I don't even know which one of the jerk-off kids they are. I couldn't name them. I don't know. One of them has Tiger in their name, which annoys me for obvious reasons, because there's nothing fucking fierce about this fucking retard. But, uh, you know, I, I I hope it's it's the same level of ass-kicking that fucking Dickinson gave this, this dude, for real. Um, so we can only hope. Um, I went to the uh, the Creeps with Kids comedy tour um, last week, and this was, um, I know it sounds like I'm just announcing, like, the Blackouts comedy, the, their fucking, their tour, you know, with Ellsworth and shit, that's, it's not, the Creeps with Kids tour is not that, I know it, it sounds just like that, um, 
on that note, Robbie had like <laughs> Robbie Robbie had like put up some shit like he quit his job at, at GNC at to start Ubering so he could wrestle more and then crashed his car <laughs> and then yeah, I, I mean this dude's forty years old. I mean I don't want to laugh at motherfuckers' misfortune for no reason, but there's a lot of reason, you know? At some point or another, you got to know, like, yo, you've been wrestling for 20 years. You're garbage. You can't fucking wrestle. Do you think that's based on your schedule? You, you think 20 fucking years, even on weekends or a fucking uh, after work or some shit, you'd learn something over 20 fucking years? You can't fucking wrestle. Why would you want to dedicate more time to that shit? What are you chasing at 40 fucking years old? You know what I mean? I mean, luckily the supplements you're on, you don't need the discount from GNC for, but... Yo, like... What the fuck are you chasing? Just fucking... Get a job that fucking pays for... For your fucking life and for your child and just go enjoy your fucking self. Yeah, posting this shit about I haven't slept in days and I'm not going to have a day off until Thanksgiving because I'm driving from state to state. Yeah, with your fucking hobby, dude. This is a hobby. Hobby Marino, you're running around from state to state doing something that's for fun. This isn't for fucking profit. So don't co- don't cry and complain about you don't have any time because that's the time that you have and you're spending it doing something you love. Not good at, but you love. And and you you know you're running around with a pedophile. Yeah, I mean this is this is what you're doing. So I, like I, I just don't understand the complaints. Well, what is the complaints for? You you've chosen this fucking path in life. This shit is crazy, man. So I, I don't know. I guess he got it. I think he got his job back at the GGG and C or whatever. Cause I heard him. He posted something about going back to the mall or something, but Jesus Christ. Um, anyway, I went to the creeps with kids comedy tour, which is, uh, Bobby Kelly, um, Rich Voss, Jim Florentine and Ron Bennington. Um, fucking phenomenal. This, this is a hundred percent. My new wrestling is comedy. Um, I've always been a fan of comedy, but I haven't done like a ton and ton of attending over the past like handful of years. I have, you know, I've seen Louis CK. I've seen um, before he was beaten off in front of chicks that didn't want that shit to happen. Um, but he was fucking hilarious. I don't give a fuck. Um, he ain't beat off in front of me. So, I mean, fucking, uh, that's all I need for my night to be okay is, you know, wrestlers will do that shit. Like, you'll go to wrestling and they'll actually, it, it won't just be like you heard that they beat off in front of somebody that didn't want it to be done. They'll beat off in front of you when you don't want to watch that shit. Like, in front of all of you motherfuckers. And that's the difference. Like, Louie will go do that shit and you'll hear about it on TMZ or the fucking internet or some shit. But the wrestlers will fucking bring that shit to your fucking living room on an iPay-Per-View or in front of you in a fucking arena. So that's the difference between Louis C.K. and a fucking wrestler, because the wrestlers are going to do that shit in front of you as a fan, where Louis just going to do that shit in front of his coworkers without, you know, without their consent, and that's fucking his business and their business, and 
you know, they'll work that shit out, and eventually he'll wind up back on the comedy scene or whatever, I guess. You know, hey, he ain't touched nobody. Uh, you know, I, who, who am I to judge? I don't know. There, there's some terrible things that go on out there, and we'll talk about that in a minute with, um, you know, uh, Teddy Trouble. Um, but comedy is a place where this PC shit doesn't live. This PC shit doesn't exist. They've really locked down. They've always been against people filming, but they've really locked down on it. And there's a reason for that because the people within the building are there to see those comedians be as raw and as uncut as they can be. But if someone films that shit because they're having such a great time and I, I honestly wish, I wish I could fucking buy a copy of the stuff that I'm seeing because you know, shit happens so fast in front of you and you laugh your ass off and you would love to replay that shit the next day to just fucking catch with the jokes you missed or, you know, one that made a, you know, you might have laughed at this joke and then the next thing cracked you to fuck up. So then you kind of forgot the first one. Someone would have to remind you, oh, you remember when he said that? And you'd be like, oh, yeah, that was fucking hilarious. But I, I would love to replay the shit that I saw, but you can't. And the reason why is because there's people out there that aren't there to see those comedians. And those are the people who are going to fucking end it. Those are the scumbag, terrible human being, cock-sucking motherfuckers who will take that clip and send it to the fucking, oh, this guy said this, I'm sending this to the women's rights groups, and then they're going to fucking cancel that person. They'll make sure that they don't have a job ever again in Hollywood. I'm going to send this to the to the LGBT community so they canceled them because of the joke they made there and I'm going to send this to the NAACP and I'm going to send this to the this and I'm going to send this to the that and they're going to try to make sure these people can't work again when their jobs as comedians are, is doing exactly what the fuck they're doing and I'm dying fucking laughing it's hilarious no one gets fucking hurt no one, no one of any race, color, creed, uh, sexual orientation is getting the shit kicked out of them in the parking lot or denied entry into the fucking club or into the theater. Everyone is laughing their fucking asses off because they signed up for that shit. They signed up to come and watch and laugh and fucking enjoy themselves. And that's what they do. That's what comedy still is. Comedy still very fucking pure. And I love it. I fucking love it. So I'm going to be doing a lot more seeing live comedy. Uh, I saw a fucking, I just got spoiled like a motherfucker because I saw Dice live, Joey Diaz live, and then Creeps with Kids comedy tour live. And the way that they did this is they did, um, Rich Voss was the host. <clears throat> so he came out, did did a little set introduced um Jim Florentine. Florentine came out, did a set. Voss came back out. Voss did a little bit, introduced Ron Bennington. Ron Bennington did his thing. Voss came out, did a little more, and then fucking Bobby Kelly closed. And then after that they, they came out, sat on the stools, you know, fucking made fun of each other for a little while. Did fucking pictures and shit afterwards. Fucking beautiful night. Wonderful. Uh, Count Basie Theater. One of the best fucking theaters ever. I mean, not that I've been to a ton of them, but it's a beautiful theater in a nice area. Um, 
it, it's very intimate, even though it's, you know, it, it holds a lot of people. It feels like you're right there. I mean, we were in the seventh row, but I saw Weird Al from the fucking balcony, and it felt like I was right fucking there. You know, it's it's just a wonderful place to see anything. Anything that they host there, they hold a lot of comedy there. I'm going to tr- try to see Artie there in January, and Artie's looking great. Um, I, I just listened to him on the Joe Rogan podcast, and every story that he told on there, for the most part, I had heard already with the exception of a few things that he told about like his recent stay in jail and shit. But, um, he said it in so much more clear and present. He was really just so much more alive. It wasn't just going through the motions and they video recorded it too. And you could see him and his eyes are so much brighter than I've ever seen. So I'm really looking forward to seeing Artie in, in a clear minded state in uh january in the count basie theater because i saw him at count basie i think it was last year and you know it was you know Artie was very functional as an addict so he was able to do sets and things like that but he went through the motions and he just did you know bits that you've heard before but i mean he just he was damn good he always was he was on the the biggest radio show of all time on heroin <laughs> like this was a functional addict, but you could still tell, I and mean, you could just tell the dude was fucking gonna die. So I'm really, really looking forward. I've been rooting for this motherfucker for a long time, and it seems like, ah, oh, man, I hope this is the time they had. A, they kept him away for from that shit for a long enough time, where I feel like he stands a chance. So there's hoping. Um, Tracy Morgan's gonna be there, I think, in February or March. And um, I'm looking forward to seeing him live. I I, I saw him live in um, 95, 94, 95. And it was a Def Comedy Jam in Lakewood over here by my house. And um, there were some white people in the fucking... Um, in in the, um, the, the Strand was where they held it. Afterwards, they had an after party that was in uh, the it was called the castle, and it was like it was like a banquet hall kind of thing. There was no white people but me in there. Um, and it was the funniest thing. And again, you know, PC ain't gonna like you know me reenacting shit, but it is what it is. And, um, so we sat at a table, and you know, the people I was with or whatever, you know, I, I was just you know with them. And, uh, we went over there and we sat down, we ended up being right down the same table as Tracy fucking Morgan and his people. And we weren't talking to Tracy. We weren't that close. I mean, we were probably about, I don't know, eight feet away. If you were, you know, look down the table and shit like that. And Tracy's talking to his people and he just stops mid conversation. He looks down, he goes, Hey, look, it's Jim Carrey, white boy hanging out with a bunch of niggas. And, and, like, I'll never fucking forget that shit. Because he just, like, saw me and was just like, yo, fucking Jim Carrey. And, and, you know, Tracy Morgan at the time, he was doing that shit. And he had the pinwheel on his fucking hat, the old Def Jam shit. And he was doing that shit. And it, he wasn't he wasn't Tracy Morgan that he became. You know, so to see him become that shit and such a major fucking star. And I saw him, I was fucking, you know, at the time I was 18 years old. So that shit, like, 
you know, to see that same guy, you know, become like a huge fucking star is amazing. You know, he made it through that fucking crazy ass crash and all that. And, uh, yeah, to, to see him fucking live now at, at the height of his fucking power, man, I, I, I'm very much looking forward to that. Um, um, but yeah, so he's going to be there. Um, Victor Benedetto, um, if I can get tickets for that, cause I know a bunch of that is, is sold out, but, um, I, I think I could probably get some, some upper deck for that or something, but, um, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to just seeing as much comedy as I can. The, the Stress Factory, uh, Vinnie Brand's Stress Factory in New Brunswick is a great comedy club. And then the uh, Count Basie Theater is a great theater to see this stuff in. So, you know, a combination between the two. Um, I think I'm just going to hit those two joints up quite a bit. There's another place over oh what the fuck is the name of it i don't remember what the name of it is but it's in like point pleasant but the prices are high they do like a dinner thing so it's a comedy club too they got dice there in in december which is fucking great because it's he doesn't play comedy clubs anymore he's fucking andrew dice clay so it's the most intimate venue you've ever fucking seen him in so i mean if i had the money i would but it's december dude i got three kids and uh bills are not you know, not coming easy at this time of year. Um, so, but it's, it's like December 3rd or some shit like that. Um, you can look it up dice point pleasant. If anyone listening wants to find it or whatever, it's $165 and per ticket and you get the show and a three course meal. So, I mean, I don't know anything about their food or what that's worth or, you know what it is, but, um, yeah, I mean, you got the fucking money. That's that's the closest you're going to see fucking dice, you know, on some some real like old school fucking comedy club type shit. That's that's a dope experience, but their prices like I said are a little bit higher like that, you know. Um I mean, you you go see at the Stress Factory, you're going to pay like 30, 35 bucks and then like they it's like a two item minimum. So you can go get some fucking fries and mozzarella sticks or some shit like that and sit there again, very nice, close, intimate fucking setting and watch some banging ass comedy, you know? Um, and then, uh, count Basie, it depends on the, the act, but I mean, my tickets, you know, they add fees and shit too, but, um, my tickets for that were like $35 plus fees. You know, they, they had you at ridiculous fees. The the fucking ticket is on your phone now, and they're still charging you processing fees. Like, what the fuck are you processing? You don't process my fucking phone bill. Like, what the fuck is going on here? But uh, anyway, uh, it's it's fucking like $35. I was in the fucking seventh row. So, again, it depends on the act. You know, some were a little bit higher and shit like this. Like, if I was at the same place for Dice, it would have been 100 something dollars But I don't know that it would have even been $160, and that's how much the other joints, you know, costing you plus a meal or whatever. But, you know, it's all, to me, like, it's it's well worth it. I haven't been disappointed with a single comedian I've got to see yet. And um looking forward to just continuing this role. So, um yeah, going to resume that in the new year. Um, so yeah, um, Teddy fucking trouble. Um, so Teddy Hart was pulled off a of limitless wrestling. 
And um, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck, Eric. Eric from the uh, the uh, Shitbag Eagles podcast. Uh, he he uh, just hit me up. He said humans are. Uh, what did he say? Humans are douchebags. Yeah, I mean he's right. I mean he's, he's definitely right. I don't even know what the fuck that's in reference to, but uh, yeah, you, you make a good point. So, uh, you know, I mean the Eagles podcast is gonna keep getting sadder as the uh, the year goes, but it has nothing to do with his comment. Uh, the the fucking Chargers struck back and it's fourteen ten now. Um, it, it's crazy, man. There's so much fucking uh. There's so much crazy shit going on. You know, there's a fucking Girl Scout troop. That's a Boy Scout troop. I know that sounds crazy, but there's a Boy Scout troop completely comprised of girls. See, this it's shit like this. Like this is where I just got to like break out the you know the bigot smalls. You know what I mean? And just like go sell some cookies, motherfucker. Like. Non-binary is just another way to say I'm looking for an argument. Like, I don't understand this shit where everybody has to, like, fucking dance around reality. Like, it, it just... There is, like, real deal fucking problems. And I don't understand. I don't understand this shit. Like, Kristen Stewart was on Howard Stern, right? And I, I don't always listen to his interviews because it's all kind of bullshit. Um, it, it, it's gotten so much watered down since, you know, the arty days and what it used to be. So he's really into the Hollywood shit and he's just trying to impress motherfuckers. And he's trying to, you know, um, I don't know if he's trying to impress everybody. He's surely not trying to impress the old fans, but he has a lot of stars on that wouldn't ever come near his show back then. I mean, when you talk about a Kristen Stewart, she wasn't old enough back then or, you know, alive or whatever the fuck. But um, she was on and, and some of the shit she was saying would sound like, all right. It was like, oh, yeah, she's not a bad chick. You know, she she's saying some nice things. And, uh, you know, she seems like pretty, um, you know, like a, a pretty down to earth and this and that. But occasionally, like, some shit would come out, and it was just like, oh, that's that fucking millennial shit. That's that other shit right there that says she's on. You know, she said, like, something about, like, oh, well, you know, back years ago, someone would ask you, you know, if you were gay. But now, and she wasn't saying this like it was a bad thing. She was saying this like this is reality, but now... That's a disgusting question. That's a violent question, she said. And I said, whoa, whoa. I, motherfuckers don't even know the meaning to words anymore. That's a violent question? I, I I don't even understand what the fuck you're talking about. You know? I, again, like, it gets so weird and uncomfortable because they're making it this way. By they, I mean society, the, the the people who want to live in this direction. Imagine you get together with a group of friends, and now, like, you know, you just want to know where everybody's at. You're not saying they're not allowed here if they're gay, but you go, like, hey, is your friend gay or not? Like, you don't want everybody in the room to go, oh, 
how dare you even ask that question? It doesn't matter if they are or not. And it's like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, okay, oh, all right, cool. And not like, you know, not like, oh, well, then tell them they're not invited. That's a different fucking story if that's the shit you're on. But if you're like, oh, okay, yeah, I just want to know. Shit, I don't, I don't fucking know. It's like, that, you know, is your friend a giant fan? Like, is it, I don't know. I, I thought I saw the NY on the, on the thing. That wasn't, oh, no, you know, it's just like, just, just random, like, getting to know people would be like, you know, uh, you know, what are they up to? You know, what, what are they about? You know what? Now all of a sudden that's like not only like offensive, but that's like an attack. That's like how fucking get this motherfucker out of society because he asked if that person was gay or not. Like, I don't understand. Like on one on one end, they want to shove it down your fucking throat. They want to march a fucking parade through your fucking living room and and scream deal with it at you as you get out of the shower. And then on the other side of things, if you ask him, hey, are you gay? Like, oh, how fucking dare you? And it's like, I don't, I mean, I don't know. I just missed the first part of the parade where you was telling me. And now I was just wanted to see if, like, I, I don't know. I mean, I didn't, again, it, it's just crazy. It's just crazy. It seems to just cater to whoever the fuck is in the room at the time. So if it's like, we want to just fucking make you deal with this because it's fucking what we feel like. You know, and it's like they're just going to scream, we're gay at you for like three hours. And if you have a problem with them yelling that shit, then you're a bigot. Not not the fact that they are just like, yo, I'm getting tired of you yelling in my face like that. That's a little crazy, regardless if you're saying like chocolate chip cookies over and over or I'm gay. Deal with it. Like, yeah, I mean, maybe we could change the topic. Talk about some other shit like you just yelling at me somehow you're a bigot if you don't like that shit, but you're also a bigot if you're just like, hey, are you gay? Like, I mean, I, I just don't see how that's crazy. I, I just don't see if that's crazy. You know what I mean? But th- this is like the direction that everybody's taking now, you know? And, um, you know, again, I, I, I'm for protecting people's rights, but I, I, I like everyone to be on the same fucking page. Like I've said about jokes and about comedy, if everybody could joke about things, everybody could see be in the same room and everyone could be the target of a joke, then we're all good. We're all the same. But if you got to watch how you say anything around anybody, then it's not the same. Then that's separation. Now that's, that, that's I got to act a certain way around you and a certain way around this one and a certain way around that one. But then, you know, they'll flip the tables and be like, no, no, you should act that way around everyone where you don't say anything that might offend anyone. Well, that, that, you're telling me how to be now based on how you want to be. You could be how you want to be, but I got to be how you want to be too. Get the fuck out of here, man. It's just, it's some serious bullshit and I'm just not, I'm just not with it. You know what I mean? Like Girl Scouts, girls want to be Boy Scouts. I mean, there's a fucking girl and a boy thing. And another thing that Kristen Stewart said too, that like she said on, on the shit, like, she started to say like it was like a girly role and she's like, oh, you know, this isn't even, uh, it's not, I don't, I don't want to say it like this, but you know, like a girly, like, uh, I guess like girly role, but like it was hurting her to even say like, yeah, this is like a girly role because now that's offensive because we're labeling. This is a good, I mean, we can't even identify what like a femininity, uh, like, like a feminine role. 
we we can't identify that anymore because now that could be anyone. Maybe that's the the way my dog acts. Maybe that's the way my cousin acts. Maybe that's the way that the, the, the actual girl acts. I just I, I don't I, I I can't rock with this. I can't I can't do it, guys. It, it's and girls and it's just. It's like, well, you can't say guys or girls. You should ask a toddler, do you want to be non-binary? They'd be like, I don't know what that is. Can I have fucking cereal? They're like, well, I'm going to teach you what that is. So that way you could be offended when people just greet you in the fucking hallway in school. And you could just bug the fuck out and tell them you don't want to go there anymore. And, you know, we could we could have a big fucking... Uh, press conference based on this, some bullshit. I'm going I'm to teach you how to be fended early and often. I hate this shit. I hate this shit, man. You, you again, look at, at, at my daughters, and again, wrestling people, don't look at my daughters. But look at my daughters for an example of how I raise kids. You could say I'm ignorant. You could say what the fuck you want about me and how I talk and the way that I am. But you'll see three very respectful girls that don't hate anybody. You know what I mean? That's how I raise them. And it's good. It's, it's it's good. I don't have any worries about them going out into the world about and 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 um you know being uh, bigoted against anybody. I don't have to worry about them being biased towards anybody. Because I raised them right, and I didn't need to tell them that that genders don't exist. I didn't have to tell them that that fucking, well, you could be a fucking, you know. I mean, you don't have to be a princess. You could be an army man if you want for Halloween. They just like, like you know, hey, uh, my Crystal, she's way more athletic. She likes to do a lot more rough stuff, and, you know, and, and Jada, she, she's a little bit more girly on things. So, like, for instance, like, for Halloween, they were the good witch and the bad witch. Crystal's a little bit more into like the scary, the mean. You're like, all right, yeah, I'll, I'll be the, I'll be the evil one. And Jade is like, I ain't trying to be evil. That shit's scary. I, I'll be the good witch, you know. And Mary Jane, her older sister, was was Dorothy. You know I mean, so they got like a good, you know, group group situation there going. But that's that's the difference in their personalities and stuff like that. And you know. If someone legitimately wants to be, you know, a male character and stuff, but it's to me at this point, it's it's being pushed through the parents' agendas. It's not because the kids are like, yeah, I want to be in Girl Scouts. You sure you don't want to be in Boy Scouts? Because we're trying to do a thing. So like every girl that's in this fucking Boy Scout troop came up with that shit on their own. Like Girl Scouts is not good enough for me. Fuck those cookies. I want to be in Boy Scouts and have to make the whole fucking thing. This has to be a group of parents going. We're getting our girls in the fucking Boy Scouts. You fucking ready? We're, we're, oh, this shit is going down. We'll go to the fucking town meetings if we need to. We're getting our girls in Boy Scouts. It's like, what the fuck is your problem? It's, this is this is not about fucking actual equality. This is this is about you motherfuckers are control freaks. You know? The fuck is the difference to you motherfuckers that, that you need that shit to go down? Yeah, that's... Anyway, Teddy fucking trouble, right? Um, so Teddy Hart got pulled off of Limitless Wrestling because apparently some shit came to light. Some shit people were fucking worried about that, that came up, some information 
came up. Now, I didn't know about this shit. I know that, like, there was, like, a couple years ago, he had some shit go on three years ago where he had some legal trouble and he got pulled off a show just because he couldn't make it because he had court dates and shit like this. And he was detained at some point. And I don't know if it was just for questioning or what, but then he got bailed or something like that. And he was in Texas. I don't think he's been back in Texas since. Um, Apparently what this all comes back to is his girlfriend at the time. Um, was fucking uh, missing. Like, his girlfriend went missing. Now, Teddy rewrites a bunch of this shit. Raiders just went back up. Good shit, right before the half. Um, So, his girlfriend went missing three years ago and still hasn't been seen. Teddy, you know, rewrites a lot of fucking history in this. And this is where you got to start, like, really looking at the situation. Now, all of this shit is alleged. I don't know a motherfucking fact about it. All I know is uh, the girl is gone. Like, fucking gone. And was fucking with Teddy and him before that. But, you know, when shit starts to get weird is when, like, he starts to say, like, oh, I had a professional relationship with her, but that was about it. And, uh, you know, she moved out of the state before I moved out of the state. And, like, that, I lost contact with her before she disappeared. Like, hmm, sounds good, right? So, uh, she had three children. Um, like, crazy shit, man. So... At the time, she was she was a girlfriend of Edward Ellsworth Annis, um, which I had no idea his fucking first name was Edward and his middle name was fucking Ellsworth. That's 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 a rough one. Um, I knew his last name was Anus, pretty much Anus, um, and also known as uh, Teddy Hart slash Teddy Trouble, which is the first time I've heard this shit, right? Uh. So anyway, this fucking shit, um, they, uh, they were known to have been doing, um, all sorts of shit with Chase and Rance, who had been convicted of some kind of sex offense with a minor. He had done some shit with a minor years ago. And he's a registered sex offender. Teddy Hart had put this guy over a lot of fucking times. Now, I'm not like a historian as far as to tell you exactly what interviews and shit. But after he got found guilty of shit, motherfuckers had asked him about chasing on fucking interviews. And he's been like, he's a good dude. Things are misunderstood. And I've known him for years. Da-da-da. Suddenly, Teddy's acting like I, be- I barely know the motherfucker. Like, I-, I knew him for years, but I don't know, you know. But he's fucking lying. Um, So... Um, so supposedly they were doing some old weirdo, like, um, fucking, uh, what's that shit? Chloroform porn. And, um, like, like some of that weird sadistic shit and, um, pirating shit overseas and, and yeah, like just, just a real weird shit. And apparently within those videos, uh, 
Teddy goes by Teddy Trouble. So there's a bunch of real fucking scandalous, weird shit about that. And, like, mm, it's now come to light again where, like, his name's coming up again in, in, in the questioning. And I guess that's when, you know, some of these feds are going like, mm, yeah, maybe we don't fucking trust that. So um, he made a statement on some shit. I'm not going to read the whole statement, but I just want to point out the, the statement that he said about Chase and Rands. Because the other shit, like I said, he said, oh, it wasn't my girlfriend. It was like, uh, you know, I kind of knew her and, uh, you know, she was a nice girl and I really hope she's okay. And like a bunch of real like weird disconnected from the situation, like trying to put himself away from the scene type deal. You know, which is kind of classic of motherfuckers who get involved in this type of shit. But then, as far as Chase and Rance, here's where, like, this is all you need to know about Teddy. He goes, in regards to Chase and Rance, I have known Chase for many years, and like others, I've crossed paths with him several times over the course of my career. I do not now, nor do I plan to have any future or sort of, or any sort of personal or professional relationship with Chasen, nor do I support him in regards to the crimes which he has been convicted. I have participated in several custom video shoots as do many well other, as do many other well-known independent wrestlers, but I have never participated in any shoots that are illegal, obscene or beyond the traditional, traditional scope of these videos. So someone called him out on his shit and screenshotted the fucking pictures and posts from June and it said you have no personal or professional relationship with Chasen so this was your impersonator who was at Chasen's house and and taught the dojo in June and July and it's got him fucking posing in front of Chasen's dojo team vision dojo and it says uh Teddy Hart is visiting Orlando right now and there's only one place he'd be Teddy will be around for the weekend and will be back soon during the week for training at the Team Vision Dojo. So when somebody lies about their relationship with one person amongst a very, very serious fucking line of allegations, I don't know if you could trust anything else that they're fucking talking about. And the whole shit looks dicey as fucking again. I don't know a fucking fact about any of it. This is all alleged but man, if a girl goes fucking missing and you're dating them at the time and then you suddenly try to downgrade how, what your relationship even was and you try to downgrade the relationship that you were as far as being friends with another dude, I don't like your role in this shit at all, bruh. So, but Teddy's a scumbag, you know, based on his fucking animal stuff. You know, and he, he sold fucking cats to a lot of other scumbags out there. And he said he made more money off of cats than he ever has of wrestling. So when people go out of their way to fucking, oh, Teddy loves cats, you're a fucking asshole. And um, I hope he burns for this fucking shit. If he had involvement with this, I hope he fucking burns. I hope this ends disgusting for him. I hope his fucking life crashes and fucking burns. Like the many fucking cats that are euthanized and cremated in fucking shelters when asshole cunt breeders like him fucking flood the market with fucking cats when all of these cats are without a home, without a fucking answer, and the homes are being taken by people who are using cats for financial gain. Not only that, but people who abuse cats like him 
who are throwing cats in the air, dragging them out in front of fucking large audiences, making them travel their whole fucking life, blowing fucking weed smoke in their face on fucking interviews, and all these other cocksucking wrestlers and wrestling fans go, you don't know anything. Yeah, I don't know anything about cats, right? That that sounds so fucking logical coming from anyone telling me about cats. It's, it's fucking crazy. Speaking of cats, my my little guy Ernie is settling in very fucking well. He's he's uh, wrestling. He's having a more believable wrestling match with Leo right now than most of the motherfuckers on the indies. You know. Um, I mean they they really portray the the actual um the toughness of each other. You know, there's a lot of biting and kicking. And they might hang out later and shit, but you know. They kind of keep the gimmick going. A little growling here and there. It, it, it's definitely still more believable, you know? They never try to finger each other's assholes. You'd be surprised. Like, they never do that. I know it seems like a like a staple of wrestling. Like, they must be doing that if they're wrestling, right? No, it turns out you don't have to do that. It's It's weird. So, anyway. Uh, I think that's about all I got. Go fucking Niners. We are 8 and 0. Monday night football is I'm going to be a fucking animal. Motherfucking animal. I'm going to be on Monday night football watching fucking uh watching the fucking She-Hawks versus my fucking Niners. We got Yushjack coming back into the fucking game. We got Joe Staley coming back into the fucking game. I mean, this is going to be some shit. Like real shit. So I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I don't know. I, I might have missed some shit. I've been all over the fucking map tonight. But again, big shout out to Bobby Anthem, Bobby Blades, the Inhuman Experience. Shout out to Shaheen. He does wrestling overdose occasionally, but definitely check out Nuclear Heat Graphics. He's doing his shit real big on that. His dog just got a surgery. So definitely, you know, go out there, support him, and, uh, you know, fucking get commissions on this dude. This dude's headed out to Baltimore for the fucking StarCast and stuff. This this, this guy's fucking name's going to be real big within a short amount of time. You watch. And, uh, you know, that that's what I'm hoping for him because he's, um, you know, he's a great dude. He always has been. He's always been excellent to me, and... um Hopefully, you know, we'll get together, do a show again sometime soon. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, you know, shout out to him. Again, I, I don't know, you know, his, his schedule with the podcast is kind of sporadic, but uh, I'm, I think he does a lot more on the Patreon. And I know on the Patreon you get a lot more of his art and stuff like that sent your way. So definitely check him out there. Check out my man Jeremy. And I got you five stars. He's fucking interviewing all the hot up and coming fucking talent. No Beckham. Speaking of Beckham, fucking Bills are playing the fucking Browns this weekend. Yo, the Browns, these motherfuckers, man. Yo, yeah, Baker Mayfield is snapping. He's losing his goddamn mind. He's out there looking like a fucking, speaking of pedophiles, he's out there looking like a fucking pedophile in that fucking trench coat and a mustache and shit. And uh, Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry came out in fucking band cleats. Like, not band cleats, but they, they had some custom cleats. Odell had some Joker cleats, like professionally made custom shit. 
And, like, that shit is not approved. So, like, the NFL people had to come and tell them at the halftime, like, if you come out in the, in the second half wearing those shits, like, you're not allowed to play. Like, you, you better change your fucking shoes. Like, I don't know what kind of dress-up party you think this is, motherfucker. Like, you can't just wear whatever the fuck you want out here. It's like somebody just, like, wearing a different shirt. Like, everyone else is in a jersey. Odell's got a white shirt on. Like, get the fuck out of here. Really? This isn't this isn't what we're doing. So they had to change their fucking shoes. Like, these motherfuckers got two wins right now, and they're doing all this bullshit. And then the other dude, I forget his name, but uh, he was on the defense. This, this motherfucker got on Twitter calling people cracker, talking about, fuck football, I'll shoot you, better be able to duck bullets, cracker. I was like, oh, shit. This is the Browns. They had these fucking Browns in the playoffs before the season started. They kept talking about us at 8-8 at best. Great, no. So I guess we're going to lose the rest of our fucking games in order to reach these motherfuckers' aspirations. But um, And the Browns got quite a hill to climb. They're going to make the playoffs like everyone thought. But, uh, yo, the, the Browns cut that dude that was on defense talking about shooting people. Um, He's going to have a hard time getting a job now because now he apologized because he knows, like, his career is over, but uh, keep your eye out for that motherfucker if he lives in your neighborhood, because I have a feeling he'll shoot a motherfucker. I just based off of his tweets and uh, the fact that he just lost his fucking job. That's 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 a that's a bad spot to be in. Um, that'd be like the wrong house to trick or treat at. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, holiday's over. So um, yeah, that's um. I think that's about all I got. Like I said, check out check out my boy Jeremy over there doing his fucking thing. Um, check out Wrestling Soup, Joe Numbers, Anthony Missionary Thomas. You already know the deal. Like I said, you check out Eric. I mean, the dude is just gonna it's gonna continue to get sad as the season goes on. Um, Carson Wentz is going to get hurt bad. I mean, Deshaun Jackson's already out. Like, he's out. He came back. He's out again. I mean, it's just, it's bad times. It's bad times in Philly. But I can't tell you that I don't enjoy it. So, um, but Eric's a good dude. So, you know, I mean, go out there, support him, listen to his podcast, tell him you feel bad for him, suggest a better team. Yeah, I mean. He deserves to be a winner at some point. And that, that one Super Bowl where everybody got together and ate horse shit, like, that's that's not a win. And you guys took the win away from yourself. You burnt the city down. You ate some horse shit. You guys could do better. Switch teams. It's never too late. You guys just switch teams. Start Start saying to yourself, I used to be an Eagles fan. I used to be an Eagles fan. Like, what the fuck is... Why the fuck did they say... Fly, Eagles fly on the road to victory. What fucking bird do you know flies on the fucking road? No birds fly on the fucking road. If they're flying on the fucking road, they probably got hit by a car. That's that's where you guys are fucked up. You know what I mean? The fly, Eagles fly on the road to victory. That's why you motherfuckers don't win, because you're trying to fly on the goddamn road. Try driving. You know what I mean? Fly in the fucking air. That'd be a good idea. You know? But anyway, check fucking Eric out. That's my guy. Um, I'll talk to you motherfuckers next week or some shit. I don't know. I'll try to cobble together some fucking topics and do this shit again. But uh, I'll talk to you motherfuckers later. Peace. Talk to y'all later. Have a nice night. Stay dry. It's raining again. Tired as rain. Makes my grass green.
complain about that. That's all I gotta say. I'm out of here. I love all of y'all and, uh, shit. You're all a bunch of fucking assholes. You've been in the gym, bro. You know why? DJ Hyde, fuck you. You don't have the guts to be what you want to be. You need people like me. I'll listen to your, to your podcast and I'll find everything out. You know what I mean? You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say, that's the bad guy. So, what I make you? Good. Like Jesus tell me, tells me all the time to listen to what you gotta say because you be blazing people. And I'm like, well, I gotta hear it now. <laughs> you just know how to hide. Me, I don't have that problem. Me, I always tell a truth. Even when I lie. The Jews are just radio. Jesus! A sacred night to the back guy. I'm gonna tell you something straight off the motherfucking press. I ain't coming for no foolishness. 